Welcome to Libraries Out Loud, a podcast produced by the University of Buffalo Libraries. I'm your host, Omar Brown, evening supervisor in the Silverman Library on the UB's North Campus. In each episode of the Libraries Out Loud, we'll explore connections between the UB libraries and the research, learning, teaching, and creative activities of our faculty, students, and staff. In our second episode, Sarah Cogley, a digital archivist for the University Archives, is joining us for a conversation about the ongoing University Archives COVID-19 project. Hello, Sarah. It's been a long time. It has been a while. To get started, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your work you do in UB Archives. Sure. Well, thanks for having me here today. Um, so I'm the digital archivist for Special Collections. I work in the University Archives, uh, which is one of the units within Special Collections. Um, and I've worked there for about seven years now. Um, so the archives, our mission is to collect the official records of the university um, and its predecessor, the University of, of Buffalo, which uh, was UB before it became part of the SUNY system back in the 60s. Uh, so we have records of various administrations like the president's office and also um, all the dean's offices on campus. Uh, and we also collect publications that the university puts out and that uh, students create, such as the student newspaper, uh, yearbooks, things like that. Um, and we also have collections related to students um, of various student organizations on campus and their activities while they're here. Um, and in addition to that, we have manuscript collections, which generally reflect the research interests of the faculty here at UB. Um, we collect faculty papers, um, and we also have collections related to topics of interest in Western New York. Um, so my job as digital archivist, it's a kind of a new position. I've only been in the job for about a year and a half. Um, it was a new position. Uh, but I focus on um, historical materials that are born digital, so things that are created on your computer or on the web, um, just digital files in general. Um, so that's my focus, and I, I concentrate on digital preservation and providing access uh, to these historic records. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. I have one question, though. You said you collect faculty papers, correct? Yes. Uh, do you collect all faculty papers and, and from every department, or is it specific to one particular department? No, it's, it's really any department on campus. Often what happens is faculty members, um, when they get set to retire, they will contact the archives, and we'll discuss uh, with them um, the transfer of their papers to the archives. So it often, the collections will reflect uh, their scholarly interests um, and their research from their time at UB, um, and uh, sometimes their personal papers as well. Uh, so they're really rich. Um, they're really a rich resource for students, faculty, outside community members who maybe are interested in the research that those faculty did while they were part of the university. Um, and it also includes their teaching materials, course materials, and things like that. Oh, okay. Excellent. Could you tell me about the Archives Project documenting the UB community experience during the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so when the pandemic started um, back in early 2020, um, I noticed on different professional archives listservs that I belong to that there were posts about circulating that were um, about how college and university archives and, and also museums were going to document this time in history because we knew that this was something that we had never experienced before. Um, so I decided, I talked with my colleagues and we decided that we wanted to kind of capture this moment in time. 
Um, and we wanted to do it in um, as broad a way as possible. So one of the things that we did was we started a collection that we call Documenting the University at Buffalo Community Experience during COVID-19. Um, and this collection uh, contains materials that are contributed by University of Buffalo community members, faculty, staff, and students. Um, they, um, and our hope is that the materials that are part of this collection will provide firsthand accounts of what this experience has been like for people. Um, and we, the, the collection will include things like essays, um, poems of reflection, um, text documents, digital images, audio files, video files, things like that. Right. So we've opened it up to the community so that they can contribute um, any type of documentation that, that they wish to. It will be added to the university archives and in the future it will be made accessible to researchers who want to study what the pandemic was like for the university community. Right. Um, so this is a, a, a collection that I would say is um, falls into a category that are somewhat falls into a category um, known in the archives world as grief-based collections. Um, and what I mean by that are collections that are created by archivists, um, often during times of crisis or major events, um, such as, I know that there are other colleges and universities, thankfully not UB, but have collections in their archives that um, maybe document um, violence that has happened on campus, whether that be shootings or civil unrest um, uh, or student protests on campus, things like that. Um, they document um, kind of sensitive times in, in the um, institution's history. Um, so this is a, a collection that is kind of a little bit similar to that in the fact that, um, you know, the pandemic has been really difficult for yes. everyone in a lot of different ways. Um, and so we're trying to be sensitive to that um, by building a collection that will hopefully capture people's experiences. Um, so, yeah, so I got together with my colleagues and we decided that, that this was one of the ways that we wanted to, um, to document the pandemic. Um, so in addition to this collection about the UB community experience, we're also trying to capture um, more of an internal perspective to the university. So um, anybody who's familiar with um, UB knows that we now have a COVID-19 dashboard, which is a website on the university's um, main page. Right. And it, I think it has things like statistics about how many cases are on campus, right, right. also links to useful resources um, about health and safety and the reopening of campus and, um, you know, how many people are on campus at a time and, and things like that. Just really, it's a lot of useful information and it's the, I think, main tool that the university uses to communicate right. um, with, with its community about, about COVID. So we started um, crawling or capturing that website and we do that on a daily basis because the numbers change right. every day. Um, so we are hoping that through crawling websites like that and also capturing other kind of internal UB communications. So stuff that maybe the College of Arts and Sciences is sending to its students or to its faculty members about, you know, how you can, um, how teaching may have been impacted right. by COVID and however, you know, things are online now, that type of thing. Um, we're hoping that if we kind of capture a sample of that type of communication as well, that we'll get a good, Kind of cross section, a representation of how people have been impacted by the pandemic. Um, I guess one other thing related to the student perspective, um, we also uh, 
capture the spectrum, the student newspaper. Um, when the pandemic started in March and everyone was sent home, um, the spectrum used to be published in print and online. But when we went um, remote, it only became available in digital format. Um, and we have a long run in the university archives of uh, the student newspaper, I mean, going back a long, long time. So we wanted to continue to capture that even though it was only in digital format. So we create um, a web archive of the spectrum as well. So it's important to capture kind of what the students, um, what their perspective is like. You know, Sarah, I have never heard of this grief-based collection. Can you elaborate more on what that is and what was the impact of having such a collection? Yeah, so um, so I think that, um, you know, thankfully we, thankfully we haven't had um, significant events like um, school shootings and things like that, right? They have not impacted our, our campus, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but they have impacted other college campuses across the country. Um, and that, that's just one example there. You know, there are many um, events that happen on college campuses. Um, but uh, archives at these various, um, on these various campuses have created collections um, that document those um, events in the campus's history. So sometimes that means that um, archivists or library staff members, librarians will um, go about, you know, walk across campus and, and, you know, maybe capture posters or something that, that have been put up um, about, you know, protests on campus or things like that after the events because they wanna make sure that they um, have a record of that in, in the archives. Right. Um, so it's, it's things like that. In fact, um, back when there was a lot of student um, protests during the Vietnam War on campus here, the archivist at the time went out um, and went to those sites and, and did that very thing, uh, made sure, you know, if there were leaflets on the ground, you, you kind of pick those up. Um, and she actually um, picked up a tear gas canister wow. <laughs> that, that was used um, uh, during the protests. And so we have that in the archives. Um, so. It, it's that type of thing, and students love to see those materials when they when they come um, to the university archives because they're really you know they're very interesting, right? Yeah. It's, it's an important time so. in the in the history of the university um, and of student activism as yeah. well. So it's kind of collections like that um, that we're hoping to continue building right. in the university archives. And this is a little different because it's the first time that we're collecting uh, material that is born digital. And we're doing it in real time, right, right? So that makes this um, collection about the community experience during the pandemic um, unique to us. Uh, so we're very excited about it. How do you envision the material from this collection being used by future scholars, in particular historians? I would not be surprised if we see researchers um, who are interested in issues like public health um, who want to use this collection. Uh, also researchers who are interested in the, in the history of education, because certainly the way that um, faculty are delivering education and students are involved in the learning process has changed, right, dramatically, I think, during COVID. Um, a lot of classes are only online now, and so we've had to use, faculty have kind of had to adapt and use different tools. Um, so I think that researchers who are interested uh, in that will be, will um, find this collection useful. Um, instructional methods and things like that, history of higher education. Um, so I think also that students, um, we often have students come in to use the university archives and they can be really introspective. 
Um, and sometimes they're, all, they're just very curious about what student life was like in the past. Um, right, right. And so by creating collections like this, building collections like this, and, and, and um, asking students to uh, participate in building a collection like this, um, I think that it's going to be a really rich resource for future students um, who are interested in this time. Um, and then more broadly, I think people who um, are interested in topics about um, the history of Western New York. Um, so an, a, a kind of a related example in terms of health and environmental history, um, we have collections about the Love Canal disaster in Niagara Falls um, and documentation of that environmental health crisis. So I think that the collection that we're building now around the COVID-19 pandemic will be an asset for researchers who are interested in that type of issue as well. Um, so I think that it's going to be kind of a multi-use collection. That's what we hope for. Can you expand a little bit more about this Love Canal disaster? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, but I can tell you that um, in the Love Canal neighborhood, which is just kind of south of the city of Niagara Falls, um, there was an environmental um, health crisis uh, because there were barrels of um, toxins that were buried underground that were um, from a company that was um, located adjacent to, the, to this neighborhood. Um, and those chemicals and toxins over time leached into the groundwater. There was also a school, dis, uh, a school um, in that neighborhood. And so um, there were you know, far-reaching um, health issues for the families that lived in those areas, um, lived in that neighborhood specifically, the Love Canal neighborhood. Um, and so it actually, uh, Jimmy Carter was president at the time. Um, and what you now... People are familiar with um, Superfund sites um, that are um, designated by the U.S. government. The Love Canal disaster was the very first um, Superfund. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and it's a collection. We have many different collections that are related to the Love Canal environmental disaster. Um, and it's one of our, these collections are very popular. Um, we have a lot of researchers who come in um, to look at the collections. So um, we hope that that's something um, that, are the collections that we're creating around COVID will will um, will provide as well. What types of material are you collecting? And have you collected anything so far that has been particularly surprising? Yeah, we have. So, um, so on our website, on the University Archives website, um, we have a page that's uh, dedicated specifically to this project, documenting the the community UB community experience during COVID nineteen, uh, and we encourage faculty, staff, and students to submit um, almost anything. So we accept text documents. Um, so if you have been journaling during this experience or you have uh, class material that's related um, to, to, the, to the COVID pandemic um, or you just have kind of like thoughts about what's going on, we accept talk, text documents in any form. You know, you can send us Word, you can send us PDF, um, text files. Uh, but we also welcome things like video files, audio, and digital images. Uh, so we've had, um, we have a staff member here at the university who's very interested in the environment and he sent us a blog that he created. Um, and he had one specific post that was about victory gardens in Buffalo um, and how during World War II people created victory gardens and that and they have seen kind of a resurgence during the COVID-19 pandemic where people wanted to really kind of um, grow their own food. Um, so that's, that's one example. Um, 
something that surprised me, we also received uh, a TikTok video. And this came to us, um, I think, as a MP4 file. But the TikTok video was a, a class assignment, actually. Um, and so for I think for a French literature class. And so I thought that that was a really great example of how students are using social media um, and how they can be really kind of creative in the way that they are um, responding to class assignments, especially during this kind of like crazy time when classes are remote um, and all of our communication is kind of uh, digital. We don't really, we're not in person anymore. Um, so other things, we've had people submit recordings of themselves um, that they've captured on Zoom, just kind of talking about what it's like to teach during COVID-19 um, and just reflecting on that kind of experience. So we, we've received a lot of different types of formats, um, text, audio, um, blog posts, things like that. So really, I think if somebody is interested in contributing to this collection, you're not, if you're not sure if it's what we want, just reach out to us and, and we, can we can share that with you. Uh, yeah, we encourage people to contribute. What are your thoughts about being a part of this project to preserve history? Um, so it's, it's been interesting. I, I kind of look at it two different ways. Um, first, as an archivist, um, we kind of follow a, a code of ethics. Um, and the, you know, the mission of the university archives is to preserve the history of the university. Um, and I think that I know people throw the word unprecedented out a lot these days, yes, <laughs> a lot these days, but for good reason. I think nothing like this has ever happened in the in the history of the university, and so it is um, my responsibility um, and my colleagues' responsibility in the university archives to really try to capture documentation of this event. It's you know it's our mission, it's our goal, and I think it's really really important, especially because um, all of this documentation. Um, is is created in a digital format, which we know can be fleeting at times, right? Um, right. So I think from a personal perspective, it's been interesting um, to be a part of a project like this. Um, when we first transitioned to working from home, I think a lot of people felt disconnected from, from their work environment and their, their work community. Um, and starting a project like this gave me a way to feel like I was doing something, doing something maybe that would be important. Um, and also, you know, one of our goals with this project is to make sure that people who are interested in con contributing to this collection, that they feel like their voices are heard, that their experience is important, um, and that it's really a part of the university's um, kind of history as a whole. So that's kind of what it's been, been like for me. Oh, that's great. That's great. Before we sign off, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I would um, like to say that we have already um, made accessible uh, contributions to this collection. So if re uh, listeners want to kind of see what other people have already contributed to the collection, they can find that online. Um, so you can find it through the University Archives website, which is, um, I believe I'm going to get this right, it's library.buffalo.edu slash archives. Um, and if you go to our collections page, you can um, do just a simple search for COVID um, and the collection will come up. And so you can see a little bit of information about um, who it is that's contributed to the collection and, and actually view the files. Um, so uh, I hope people will, will check that out. 
Um, and we just, it's going to be an ongoing collection. Um, some people have asked, when are you going to stop accepting donations to this collection? And the answer is that um, we don't have a, an end date to this. I think that um, we'll keep it open as long as people are interested in the, in the collection. So that's about it. This brings us to the end of our podcast. And Sarah, I want to thank you for joining us today. Sure. Well, thanks for having me here today. Here's some additional information from UB Archives. Members of the UB community are invited to submit materials such as text documents, video and audio files, and photographs by completing the submission form located on the University Archives website or by emailing lib-archives at buffalo.edu. Please join us for our next episode when Libraries Out Loud explore the variety of sustainability initiatives at UB to help celebrate Earth Day 2021.